Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. It is 10 past 7 across New South Wales and 10 past 6 in Queensland. Will Davies and Josh Reynolds with you. Grub, a very good morning to you. Happy New Year. Tennis, cricket, a lot of basketball. Uh, the NFL, big news with Bill Belichick going. Playoffs coming up. Um, what's, uh, what, what's taking your fancy the most at the moment? Yeah, well, you, you, you just mentioned Bill Ch- Belichick, and that's that, that's huge. There's actually been uh, a fair bit of uh, movement in the, in the NFL. Seahawks coach Pete Carroll, he's mm-hmm. he's gone. That's massive. He was there for 14 seasons, 10 playoffs, and one Super Bowl, and yep. that's a that's an outstanding record. A couple of my mates are actually Seahawks fans, mm-hmm. and, and they're very very sad that that Pete's gone. But the one thing I will say, um, he must be very respected because I think. I'm not sure if it was a day after or a couple of days after. A lot of his ex-players, I think, surprised him for a dinner. Mm. And that just shows uh, how much respect, respect really he nice. was. Like Russell Wilson obviously won the championship with him. Um, the one thing I did love about him uh, when he spoke in, in interviews, he was all about his team and effort yeah. and just competing. Because it, even this year, the Seahawks, you know, they, they didn't make the, fin- the, the finals, but... They went better than what they should, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, Geno Smith had a good season, and and it just had had Pete Carroll all over it. So he was a great coach. I'm not sure if he's going to be a, a, another coach in the NFL. He didn't mention it in, in his press conference, but um, yeah, a, a sad loss and an, an, another big one um, for Alabama. Nick Saban looking looking to retire, which is which is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, he took Alabama to six national titles. That's huge. Yeah, pretty big. So. Yeah, and the, the one thing that I found interesting, I found an article on him. Uh, so he went to the NFL, to the Dolphins in the early 2000s, uh, had a crack there, and but come back to Alabama because he said he missed the brotherhood mm. of, of the college game. And it's, it's very interesting because you'd think the NFL is obviously the pinnacle. Uh, he went there but come back and, and said that he, he loved that camaraderie. So massive change for Alabama. Like that is, that is really big. And yeah, not too sure which direction they'll go in now, but plenty of movement in, in the coaching. NFL, as we've spoke about it before, the playoffs this week, my Eagles are looking absolutely terrible. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I, I told you, but I'm, I'm actually going to the States mm. on the 20th. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was cocky, but I booked the trip thinking that I was going to go and watch the Eagles <laughs> and I'm definitely not going to Philadelphia not, anymore. Not the first time that's happened in any sport across the world at mm. all. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty real. So we'll have a, a little bit of a, a better look at the NFL and, and some of those playoffs coming up. Uh, West Indies lead by 214 runs over the CA11 at Stumps on day two. They are three for 137 as they ramp up towards the first test against Australia at Adelaide Oval next week. Then they go to Brisbane for the day-night test. Um, they declared uh, after day one and eight for 251 and bowled the CA11 out for 174. The bowling was split, but youngster Shamar Joseph caught plenty of eyes with his pace and obviously excites a lot of people. Uh, in the Big Bash last night, Adelaide beat Hobart, another good win for them, and Adelaide beat Sydney in the NBL. The Australian Open draw is set, which we'll look at through the morning, and also catch up with Roger Rashid. But I'm thrilled to say we are joined right now from over in the UK, football commentator, and uh, commentator of Strongman as well, James Field and Jim. Good morning. How are you? Uh, hi, well, hi guys. How are you doing? 
Um, Jim, very, very well, thank you. Big time, obviously, over in the Premier League and UK football over the festive season. Lots of fixtures. The AFL Cup semi-finals have started as well. Liverpool beating Fulham 2-1. Uh, and a lot of interest here in Australia with Ange and Tottenham um, and what they're doing in the transfer window. Um, what, what are some of the stories that, that have caught your eye over in the UK over this festive period? Yeah, so maybe everyone hasn't had a, a keen eye on it. Obviously, we have stacks of games over Christmas, although actually fewer than we've had in recent years because the Premier League have taken a match day out. But um, last weekend, we had the FA Cup. Uh, so all of the top two tiers going into the competition for the first time weren't a huge amount of upsets, to be honest. I actually saw one of the few upsets as Maidstone beat Stevenage. Um, but all the Premier League teams have been thrown into cup action. Some of them then have replays next week for those games that were drawn. But um, we're in a very fragmented period now because the Premier League has a winter break. A winter break that's in two parts. So you either play this coming weekend or you play next weekend and you have a two-week break either side, depending on whichever um, kind of section of the, of the league you're in. So um, big games as ever this weekend. We've got uh, Newcastle against Manchester City. Newcastle is still really struggling with massive amounts of injuries. And then United Tottenham managed Foster Coglu's side in action on Sunday. So that's the, the headline fixtures this weekend, really. Speaking about Tottenham, uh, they've signed Romanian international uh, Rag- Ragu Dragason. How do you think he'll go for the Spurs, mate? Uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, Tottenham have been really um, up and down this season. They've been a bit streaky under Foster Coglu, who really kind of lost his call for probably the first time last week. Asking about Eric Dyer, who today is joined Bayern Munich. Um, because Postacoglu ruled him out verbally with an injury and everyone was like, well, is he injured? Is he not? Is he going? Is he not? And he said, don't question my integrity and, you know, got very, very uptight about it and um, no one was really sure why he was getting so, you know, dismissive about things and he could have just said exactly what was happening because he obviously knew what was going to happen. Um, But um, ultimately, you know, that's the way he wanted to be and so that's fine, but it's kind of the first time that really Tottenham fans have seen that from him. In terms of Dragishin, um, very little profile over here. Italian football is on TV in England, but uh, you know, kickoff times often clash with Premier League games here and things like that. But he's just had a season and a half with Genoa. Um, no, no major headlines. Only 21 years old. He came through the youth system at uh, Juventus, but um, you know, a player that everyone's ultimately looking forward to seeing. But um, time will tell. You know, it, it's very hit and miss whether players can come in and you know, get themselves into the team straight away and make a massive impact. But, you know, Romero's a player at Tottenham who's been very up and down in the last couple of years, certainly with his discipline as well as his playing game. So, um, you know, another centre-back into the mix, again, to replace Eric Dyer, who's gone out today, is uh, going to be no bad thing. James, I'm interested to hear your opinion on Ange. Um, obviously, Tottenham, start of the year, flying top of the table, going really well. As you said, probably... Uh, Probably a bit of a breakdown the other day for the first time. Um, do you think so far it's a pass mark for Ange? And and how's the uh, how's he being you know seen over in England? Like, do the do they think he's going to go well, or do you, do you think he's on, on on a downward slope? Oh no, he'll definitely go well. I mean, it, it's a bit of a funny thing really because you know he was Celtic in Scotland before, and you know we're only separated by a border, but it's almost like a, a training ground at times because of so many players and coaches have the Scottish League for the English leagues over the years. Um, I think everyone could see that, you know, he had something about him, certainly in terms of playing. I did a lot of their Champions League games last season, and although they didn't end up with the results 
that their fans would have liked. Like they've put some really, really good performances in there with, you know, with respect to a limited playing squad against some of the teams they were facing. So it was always going to be um, a success for him down here, I think. You know, massive club, best stadium in the league, uh, incredible training facilities. You know, if you, if you ever get to go to like, any of these training grounds, they're honestly like something on another planet because so much, you can just see the Premier League money that's put into them, right? It's, it's amazing the, the facilities they have. Um, and he's got everything at his disposal now. Maybe not the budget that he would ideally like, but, you know, he's one of the big six or big 6.5 with Newcastle in the mix now as well. But um, I think ultimately, you know, as long as he gets them back into Europe and, you know, England are waiting to see whether they get a fifth Champions League spot, um, Tottenham currently occupying fifth place. I mean, I think as long as they get in the Champions League again, everyone will be happy. Mm. Uh, James, Aston Villa been the story of the season, certainly from afar, uh, still right up the top of the Premier League. Is that something that you're expecting or people in the UK are expecting to continue or, or does the, the magic wear out as the season drags on? Well, everyone's been expecting them to drop off and they haven't been dropping mm. off. You know, they had this incredible run of successive wins. I think they got to 16 in the end at home before they drew with Sheffield United quite uh, ironically, you know, of all teams to drop points against. They've just beaten Manchester City and Arsenal there and lost to Sheffield United. But, you know, overall, this is an incredible, incredible run that Unai Emery has them on. Again, if you look at the team, player for player, not amazing. They're missing two of their key players in Tyrone Mings and Emi Buendia as well, who haven't been a part of this run at all. Um, you know, Aston Villa had some great nights in Europe in the late 90s with the likes of Stan Collymore. I'm sure Mark Bosnich would have been there that kind of time as well. Um, but, you know, at the moment, you're struggling to see how they're even going to drop out of the Champions League places, let alone Europe at all. I mean, for them this season, considering where he picked them up from, I think a top-half finish would have been, you know, attainable or certainly have been an objective for them. But, you know, they're living on their wildest dreams at the moment. Villa Park, one of the greatest stadiums in the country when the team are doing well. Um, has been a bit of negative news out of the club in the last couple of weeks because they were looking to redevelop the stadium, but the powers that be there have put that on hold and that's all kind of tied into the uh, Euro finals as well here in a, a few years that England are hosting. But um, on the pitch, at least, can't complain. They've only lost four games all season, three points off Liverpool at the top and it's going to be an amazing title race right to the wire, we all hope. But as I say, people have been expecting them to drop off and they haven't, so how can you discredit them now? James, your Wolves, they head to Brighton, mm-hmm. which is an, e- an easy scalp. Do you fancy your chances at all? Yeah, I mean... Will, who's an honorary Wolves fan, I'm sure has been keeping his eye closely from uh, from your side. But, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, another team who've, who've done amazingly well this season, as well as they could have expected. Big upheaval in the summer. Julian Lopetegui left. No one was quite sure what to expect. He basically walked out, citing that there wouldn't be any funds available. Bizarrely, he then did walk out, and there were funds available. And the coaches come in who only had you know, three-quarters of a season with Bournemouth last season and kept them off. Looks like he's going to do another amazing job with Wolves again this time. Again, a team that couldn't be much higher than they are. 11th place, given the resources they've got. They've got Pedro Neto, their star man out for the last couple of months as well. He's working his way back. But, uh, yeah, Brighton have had an amazing few years. Um, Played Wolves off the park and beat them, I think, either five or possibly even six nil at the Amex last season. So, um, Wolves have come unstuck a few times. Their away record hasn't been great. I saw them win 4-1 at Brentford a couple of weeks ago where they were superb. Um, they're not a side that scores loads of goals. And so 
they're always vulnerable in that sense. But um, I think if they can get themselves a point down there, that'll be a, a good result for them. We're chatting with James Field, a UK football correspondent who can be heard on a number of networks through Australia, depending on the competitions, including Stan Sport and uh, and the Nine Network with the Champions League. James, the Socceroos are, are in Qatar at the moment for the Asian Cup, uh, Africa Cup of Nations. I know it gets a little bit more attention usually through the UK, but is there much interest in the Asian Cup? Some of the Premier League players uh, are there, of course, as well. Australia takes on India in their opener, which they're expected to win. But uh, do you have any, any sort of exposure or interest in the Asian Cup? What are you expecting? Uh... I would be looking forward to it, but it's extremely hard to watch it on TV here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on a, an internet-based uh, streaming platform, which kind of automatically puts a lot of people off, rightly or wrongly. Um, and so some of the teams obviously lost their key players, notably Son at Tottenham. Uh, Wolves, we spoke about there. Huang, who's been scoring all the goals for them this season, has gone away with uh, Career Republic as well. Um, Australia, I think, have got quite a few players out of our championship. I'm doing a game this weekend between Ipswich and Sunderland. Massimo Luongo, who had been in the squad in recent times, has retired ahead of that one, as you know, I'm sure you guys all know. But you know, a couple of Middlesbrough players in there, Ipswich, who I mentioned, Cameron Burgess will be there, Harry Suter at Leicester, who hasn't actually been playing this year, um, and even Gethin Jones, who was uh, with Bolton, I think, in the, in the third tier. So they've really kind of stretched and reached far and wide for those players. But um, it's, it's in Doha, isn't it, I think, the mm-hmm. final. So, um, yeah, I mean, every single game from the African Cup of Nations is going to be shown live on English TV. Some of the games on two stations at once, um, on both BBC and Sky. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot more lot more exposure to it here. And I imagine the kickoff times are going to be a lot more favourable as well. James, really appreciate your time and to get your thoughts on a number of things happening in UK football. Uh, thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful evening. Guys, have a great day. Thanks very much. It's James Field and their UK football correspondent and uh, Premier League and other competitions commentator. Evening for James. Wolves fan. Uh, yes, yeah. I actually travelled with James and, uh, and his dear mother up to Leeds to watch Wolves versus Leeds. Right. Um, first game of, I think it was the 2013, sorry, 2012-2013 season. Uh, they drew nil-nil and uh, went and had a number of good away days watching Wolves through the UK. They went from the Championship to League One that season, so uh, increased the interest in the away days. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So st- I never knew. Something, odd, you learn something new every day. Yeah, odd stories, but we won't get into those now. <laughs> it is 24 past seven across New South Wales and 24 past six through Queensland. We will take a short break and be back with plenty more after this. Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show continuing. Will Davies and Josh Reynolds with you Friday the 12th of January and we're looking forward to the start of the Australian Open next week. Uh, A lot of tennis taking place today including the semi-finals uh, in Adelaide and Hobart and beyond. In the NBA, the Cavaliers and Nets are at half-time. The Cavaliers 54, the Nets 34. Plenty of games continuing in the NBA today, and you can watch those in the tab app through the Play Central section, and also in the tab app, the BSB Multi-Josh. Mm. Three legs, $7. Uh, is this a bet you really want to be placing? Saturday, Rose Hill, Race 5, Number 5, Bubba's Bay, Top 4. Saturday, Rose Hill, uh, Race 8, Number 8, Kabling, Top 2. Saturday, Gold Coast, Race 8, Number 4, Highness, $7, as mentioned. Tapping into the experts to start 2024 before the real expert Laurie Daly comes back mm. from January 22. Loz. Yeah, that is Loz. Yeah, I haven't heard from him. No, I like to leave everyone alone at this time of year and see how they uh, just let them be and then we'll catch up again next let week. Let his hair down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
exactly, is. exactly. That beautiful that net of hair. Bridge. Yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll be he'll be relaxing, I, I hope. And uh, Loz and Clarkie back the 22nd. Ben Way will be hosting with them. And then Middows back the 29th after a bit of a freshen up as well. Uh, recapping Adam Pengilly's tips, his best bet at Rose Hill, race four, number 11, Infancy. And his value bet is race 10, number four, Elusive Jewel, $41 to win and $9 to place in the Tabat. Uh, the exhibition matches across tennis continuing as well. Ahead of the Australian Open, we've seen Alex Demonor in good form. Novak Djokovic, an Australian Open charity match last night, had um, athletic superstar Peter Bowl and Steve Smith there. A lot of fun on those evenings, and we, we saw Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal do them in years gone by. Um, sport Cross-sporting uh, meetings and greetings, Josh, through your time. Anyone stand out that you were able to get involved in one of those promotional opportunities with? Hmm, no, no, not nothing Nothing that pops to mind. I, I'd, I'd love to, I don't want to be on a, a golf show, mm-hmm. but I'm enjoying my golf of late. Yes. But that'd be that would be fun, just because yep. I get a, a little bit more time to practice now. But yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to be. I'm not good when the pressure's on. Yeah, okay. You know, when I'm in, when I'm by myself, man, I yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm when, the greatest no, golfer when of all no time. No one's watching. I am <laughs> yeah. smoking them down the middle. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but no, the one thing it's one thing I have done is I was I was lucky enough to be at a uh, Sydney Kings game. They yes. used to yeah. Well, they still do look after me with with some tickets every yeah. now and then, which is which is Lots great. Things, yes. And I got asked to do the half to- a half time oh, show. It wasn't a, it wasn't a shot though. Oh, it was an interesting okay. one. It was four of my, four of my mates. Yep. And we had to link arms oh, behind <laughs> and form a square and go down the other. It was very oh, rare. Oh. it was very there was footage of it and it was very embarrassing. <laughs> It was the weirdest thing I've ever done. That is odd. I it? thought, like, yeah, it's going to be fun, you know, half-court <laughs> shot, maybe 15K. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, and then they said, boys, this is what we're doing. Yeah, and you lob one from, yeah, half-court. We're in too deep to be like, oh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, that, that would be odd. We get out of the middle line, no way. Probably. Yeah, so, but yeah, no, no real... Um, <laughs> so had you link arms, the four of you, yeah, form so a square, like and then backwards, waddle like, Yeah, waddle. That's what it was, like, in a little each other. square, and it was so hard, though. They'd obviously oh done their research into it, like you, you, you absolutely could not do it. Yeah. But um, yeah, oh, quite yeah. embarrassing. I think we got booed. <laughs> well, but I was obviously Did used to it. Got booed or the entertainment got booed. They've come a long way since then. The Kings, <laughs> <laughs> the Kings don't there. Their entertainment's much better these days. Well, well that's what they get for getting B graded <laughs> up there. You know, you got to get someone oh, like somebody important. But no, um, yeah, so I, I enjoy the Kings games. Yeah, They're they've, fun. They've, they've upped their game from then, I'd say. A massive weekend there on Sunday as well, and we encourage everyone to get involved. Huge weekend across Sydney too. A lot going on in Sydney at the moment with Unite Round. Uh, all A-League men's and women's games across Combank, Allianz and Leichhardt Oval this weekend. So we encourage everyone to get out. We've had uh, a number of guests through the week running us through that, including Charlotte McLean yesterday. Uh, great to chat with her. Um, coming up a little bit later, we have Brad Davidson. To talk, uh, to talk racing. Roger Rashid, uh, Michael Maxworthy, Ali Mosley, plenty going on. Um, so we look forward to uh, to chatting to everyone about what's happening in the sport. Um, a recap as well of some of the scores taking place. Uh, we had, um, or looking rather ahead to the Asian Cup. Matt Ryan looks like he's going to be okay to play. Um, we hope he is good to go. And, um, yeah, plenty going. The tennis, Alex Demonor's first-round match against Milos Raonic, an interesting one. Mm. Um, world number 317 right now, Milos Raonic. But uh, Demonor should get through that with his game, work Raonic around. 
Uh, and then in the round of 16, number five, Andre Rublev potentially looms. Uh, Novak Djokovic, not sure who he plays in round one as qualifying wraps up. And number two seed, Carlos Alcaraz plays Richard Gasquet in the opening round. And on the women's side, number one seed, Igor Sviantek plays Sophia Kennan. Alina Svitolina takes on wildcard Aussie Taylor Preston. Uh, number three seed, Alina Rabakina plays Carolina Pliskova and Aussie Olivia Gadecki has Sloane Stephens. Uh, we'll have all of the results and previews and analysis across the Australian Open next week, of course, too. Going back to the Asian Cup, mm-hmm. the, the, the Aussies are a, a juicy 750 on, on the tab account. I, I like that. Yep. We're about fourth favourite. Japan three dollar favourites, South Korea second. Yeah. Are we a chance? You, uh, a chance. Korea and Japan seem to be the the class above mm-hmm. for sure. I, I think there's just a lot of unknown about the Socceroos with a bit of a regeneration of talent, um, a, a bit of a slow start potentially against India in terms of the quality. But um, Tottenham's the interesting one, as we said. Son Heung-min and and Huang is playing beautifully for Wolves mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Australia doesn't really have that out and out star mm-hmm. at the moment, right. do they? But um, what they did in Qatar, everyone's calling it the home away from home for Australian football, can't be denied with Graham Arnold getting them going. It was at the big sports breakfast lunch last year, Graham Arnold, a marquee speaker. So, Great speaker. Yeah, he yeah. was really good talking awesome. about that, that campaign and what mm-hmm. they were doing. And we look forward to, uh, to a big day at uh, Allianz Stadium on March 15 this coming year with the big sports breakfast lunch again. But it is time for the news. 7.32 Australian Eastern Daylight Time and, and through New South Wales and 6.30 across Queensland. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show, 7.40 across New South Wales and 6.40 throughout Queensland. Big weekend ahead, big bash. Sydney smash tonight, the Sixers and the Thunder. David Warner is expected to be there. We spoke to Trevor Bayliss on the show yesterday, the Thunder coach. He has David Warner in the lineup at the top of the order. And Warner is travelling from the Hunter Valley after his brother's wedding today. Uh, Has a chopper book, much has been made of that. Um, can you think of a story, Josh Reynolds, of a player overcoming the odds to make a, a training session, a game? Have you seen anything like that before? <sighs> Nothing as outrageous as getting a helicopter. Pretty that's that's. Yeah. Would you call it dedication, yeah, or would you mate, just mate. call it if he if he makes that clash, having just retired from the Test team? And the Australian One Day team. He's keen to play 2020s for Australia still, but the Thunder season is all but gone. If he makes that match tonight. I'll be absolutely amazed. I like good on them. A wonderful story. A lot of publicity. Mm. I, I'm not saying it's not what they're planning on doing, but at his brother's wedding, to then turn around and make the Thunders clash with the Sixers at the SCG tonight, that would be something. So, this is just my this is my <laughs> version I'm of it. Uh, like surely you're having a couple I'm of beers at your brother's this. wedding. Does well, he? Does he have a few beers, Davey uh, Warner? I'm not sure. Is after, he a... Well, he did say his plan on the final match of the test in Sydney, he picked up a couple of bottles of wine, yes. um, took about his children, went. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I imagine that he enjoys to celebrate like, like, like we the all rest do. of us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I'm, not too sure of, I'm not too sure of his specific routine. But uh, to that point, your brother's wedding, mm. you've just retired from test cricket. I'm sure they've had a lot of fun the past week, but I guess, he, uh, you know, Professional cricketer, if you want to be playing cricket, treat it properly, go play the big bash. But I, yeah, I'd be. The Thunder aren't shows, going great. Shows, shows They're not going to make the finals, I'd, are I'd they? Be enjoying the wedding. Um, Enjoy. Yeah. How good's a wedding carry on? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I love it. it. Pretty good. I absolutely yeah, love, love it. it. But no, if, if he does, <laughs> so be it. But um, oh, I've had a few. Yeah, look, I think it's a bit. It's showtime, isn't it? Mm. Turning up in a... Tr- is he going to land on the pitch? Allianz Stadium next door. Yeah. 
That's that's but the, not that's on the, the not not on the cricket. Not pier. on the SCG. No, no, no. Allianz Stadium next door. Wow, that's where's the wedding? Uh, Hunter Valley. Okay. Yeah, Cessnock, I think maybe. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Fun story. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll keep it close on that this evening. The Sixers taking on the Thunder. The Heat and Scorchers tomorrow night. Top of the table clash. But the Sixers, if they win tonight, uh, they can leapfrog the Scorchers and get themselves right in the uh, line for a second place finish, which gives them that double chance. Mm. Brisbane will host that that qualifying final on the Gold Coast January nineteen because the Test is heading towards the Gabba. Um, uh, so yeah, big bash. I've really enjoyed it. Um, love the big bash at this time of year. Loving the NBL on uh, on weeknights as well. Plenty of sport. Plenty of great tennis too. Um, you, you were poised for something there. No, I was just saying. Oh, I I forget who it was. It was a a Dragons player. I know mm-hmm. that. I can't. I think it might have been. It, you know who it was? Jeremy Lattimore. Okay. I, I, I had a I done a podcast with him a while ago and. Bit of a different story, but he said he was on the way to a, a game, mm. a Dragons game, and his motorbike <laughs> broke down, and he was already a bit late because mm. there was traffic galore. So he's hitchhiked, and he's got a lift to the to the game with wow. a Dragon supporter. That's good. That's a good, not That's a bad really story. Yeah. Not, not, it's no helicopter. No, no, no. But you got to do what you got to do. I always prefer it in a lot of ways. In fact, it was a Dragon supporter who helped him. Um, one of the one of the stories, actually, the Patriots with the, the news, Bill Belichick going um, early days. You, you hear the stories about when some of the NFL teams at this time of year, with all of the snow in the cold climates mm. and roads being blocked, having to get police escorts and have to leave their car <laughs> and find a way to get to the ground because the snow clogs the roads and everyone's tailgating, so they're there really early with their vehicles. Tailgating. Um, yeah, the NFL playoffs starting this weekend. Um, a lot to look forward to from that. Again. Those matches can be found in the tab up. Uh, the pick of those potentially um, Cowboys Packers. A lot of interest in that. Mm. Um, the Chiefs versus Dolphins should be. Um, our man Dick Fain thinks the Dolphins are done. Yeah, that I comment think came done. off the back of a text message that came in ahead of Dick's segment. The Bills and the Steelers. The Steelers uh, heavy outsiders, especially with TJ Watt being ruled out. Texans versus Browns. An interesting clash. Um, and the Lions versus Rams, Dick uh, Dick was saying he likes the Rams at a mm. field goal head start or more, um, purely potentially on coaching and experience, um, but he's not a massive Lions fan. I quite like the Lions. Um, I think they've had a good season. Big, I'm just not sure if they... Big game. Yeah, I, had, sorry, I like watching the yes. Lions. I'm not sure that I like them in the playoffs, but... That's my... I spoke to my mate yesterday who loves the NFL. I like the Rams. That's my bet of mm-hmm. the playoffs okay. for now, this yeah. first round. Um, some really good games... But I, I just feel the Rams can win, sure. and it's it'll be an upset because mm-hmm. Detroit have been great this year. But I just haven't got big game experience. Um, but for me, I'm being a bit greedy here. Mm. But this is what I need <laughs> f- to be able to watch Philly when I go. Yeah. So I need LA to yep. beat Detroit. Yes. Which means the lowest rank ranking team will play San Fran that next week. Yes. And if we win. We will play Dallas in Dallas. Sure. And by where you mean the Philadelphia Eagles? Sorry, yes, Philadelphia no, no, Eagles. Yep. Yeah. Um, which then means <laughs> that next week I can hopefully watch them play. Look, it's hard. Yeah. I think we're going to struggle to beat Tampa. But yeah, I, I didn't didn't dive too deeply into it, but I said, Baker Mayfield, he's mm-hmm. in doubt. Is that right? He's in doubt, yeah. A little help. But also Hurts has been mm. wearing a glove at training mm. for the Eagles. Quinton Lynch-esque. Oh, there's something about him at the moment. Yeah. I feel he looks disinterested. And I hate to say it because I'm a big Eagles fan and I'm a big Hurts fan, but mm-hmm. for some reason it's just not clicking. I don't know how you can be 10-1 and one 
and now be you know end up at ten and five or ten and or eleven and five, eleven six. It's just there's something going on. We've got so much strike, mm. but there's something going on. Look, we should beat Tampa, but I'm nervous. But then to go into Dallas, look, Dallas have a hard game against Green Bay. That's not an easy, no. feat, not an easy feat itself. Met a lot of love on the text line for Green Bay earlier in the week, and Jordan Love. He's a good player. He's good, but yeah, I just look. I'm I'm, I'm being very hopeful here. Because I want to be, I want to watch them, but yeah, yeah I don't think it's going to happen. Um, this is off the back of the news too. Bill Belichick and the Patriots parting ways. Seventeen division titles, the most by a head coach in NFL history. Nine conference championships, the most by a head coach in the Super Bowl era. Twelve Super Bowl appearances, including his time as an assistant. Twenty-one winning seasons as a head coach. On a four undefeated and untied regular seasons in NFL history, they did that in two thousand and seven. Um, huge record. Described by Robert Kraft as the best coach in NFL history. Um, Bill's comment, players win games in the NFL. I've been very, very fortunate to coach some of the greatest players to ever play the game. Uh, believe he wants to continue to coach. He's been um, let go without Pats chasing compensation. 24 seasons. Um, apparently they've been meeting all week to work out the exit. And uh, Robert Kraft, the owner, and uh, Bill Belichick saying that it's mutual agreement. Very amicable. Um, but Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots, one of the... the big unions and great unions in US sport, him and the club. You know, one thing I was interested in, it was a comment by an ex-Patriots player. I'm not sure who it exactly was. It was something along I the lines of... Julian Edelman. It was, right? yep. yes. And he said something along the lines Edelman, of... Edelman, rather, excuse me. We played, we played under Belichick, mm. but we played for Tom. Yeah. Interesting comment, yep. isn't it? Yep. It's sort of like, yeah, he was a great coach. But we didn't really like him. Yeah. Do you reckon, is that what? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The, he didn't get the juices going that Tom Brady was able to do out there and have everyone's back and march them along. That That is a lot of the rhetoric that comes out of the Patriots, that Belichick is just, he keeps it very mm. narrow, doesn't form relationships, very cold. He was criticised a lot by a lot of players for right. cutting yeah. fan favourites and people who have given so much um, and accused of not being loyal to them. But the others would argue he was loyal to the success of that franchise and making sure they had the tools and the weapons to win. And you can't argue with the record no. on the field. So I think potentially a fair one from from the general gist that Belichick uh, managed things exceptionally well, but the players would play knowing that they were buying into something rather than having that emotional connection to Belichick. But I think that's his mm. style too. I think that's 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 the foundation of his coaching approach. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, do you know who, who I find it's a little similar to? Des. Mm, okay. Just, but see, for me, I di- I didn't find that. Like, if there was a time when I need to talk to Des about, don't get me wrong, he he just loved footy yes. and he always wanted to talk <coughs> footy. It would always be, how was your weekend? Great. <laughs> but, mate, come here, I've got to show you this play for this week, which is which I love because yes. I enjoy footy. But, you know, I had I also had that side of him. If I said, it went to Des and said, mate, I'm, I'm struggling a bit about something, he'd be like, look, go have some time, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I've heard some people say that Des was, you know, just footy and, and sort of kept his relationships away from that. Um but then again, results are on the board with Des yeah. as well. So just different styles of coaching, right? It's, you know, you can form, you know, different types of relationship with different types of coaching and, you know, both can work. Record night uh, up on the Gold Coast with the Tab Calcutta ahead of the Magic Millions and a big weekend of racing up there. $227,000 in the pool at the Tab Calcutta. 
uh, ahead of the Magic Millions on the weekend. We love the Calcutta's. We love the country racing. Love the Metro racing too. Uh, we're racing in New South Wales at Gosford today. Um, plenty of great tips and analysis coming up across our racing programs after 9am uh, New South Wales time and 8am Queensland time. Steve Hewlett will be at the Magic Millions sale again. Luke Marlowe hosting Racing HQ in New South Wales. Uh, recapping Adam Pengelly's best bets. Race 4, number 11, Infancy at Rose Hill on the weekend. Uh, and he likes for value, Elusive Jewel, race 10, number 4. Brad Rosen likes New Zealand to beat Melbourne in the NBL. He says he's swaying towards Tassie, but a line ball with the Hawks. Uh, over the weekend, he likes Cairns and Perth to be winning as well. And in the Tab app, Tab website, BSB Bets Friends channel, the BSB Multi this weekend. Josh, three legs. Saturday, Rose Hill, race 5, number 5, Bubba's Bay. Race 8, number 8, Kabling. And race 8 on the Gold Coast, number 4, Highness. That's $7.00. Of course, gamble responsibly. Um, and uh, in the Australian Open, Alex Demonor, some news out of there, will take on Milos Raonic in his opening match. Raonic in the 300s as far as ranking goes because of two years of injury-interrupted form. But a dangerous opponent, one that Demonor, now ranked in the top 10, should very comfortably take care of, but he'll have to adapt his game. Um, Australian Open qualifying continues today. Plenty of tennis across Adelaide and Hobart, New Zealand as well. And in the big bash last night, Adelaide beat Hobart by eight wickets, winning with 25 balls to spare. Jake Weatherold, the player of the match, scoring 80 off 32 balls. Huge result uh, for him in the side. Chris Lynn withdrew because of a hamstring injury. Not sure if he'll play again for them because he's not available for the finals, heading overseas for another tournament. In the big bash tonight, the Sixers and Thunder. And in the NBL, Adelaide, a good win over the Kings last night too. We will take a quick break. Brad Davidson up next. Brad Davidson from Sky Racing and a form expert across the board. Bradley, good morning to you. How are you? Yeah, morning, Will. Morning, everyone. I'm well, thanks, mate. Good. Very pleased to hear. Uh, big weekend at Rose Hill this weekend, the January Cup. Do you see anything beating Naval College? Where are you leaning? Uh, we might have just lost Bradley there, or my question was absolutely awful, and he's decided that he's uh, not going not gonna to play ball. Do you want me to answer? Answer? Bradley, we've got you there. Sorry, mate. We, uh, we didn't hear any of that, I'm afraid. Maybe a breakdown with service. Um, what are your thoughts on the January Cup? Yeah, look, I think uh, Naval College is going to be uh, hard to beat. As you said, Will, he's got the 53 kilos on his back. He's coming off that dominant win last time out. And uh, a horse that's just progressive and, and going the right way. So, look, there's, there's plenty of fringe hopes in that race. But, uh, yeah, look, I'm going to stick with him. Uh, he was given a peach of a ride last time out. And I think with a similar ride, he's going to be hard to beat once again. Brad, Magic Millions, Classics, you've been absolute cracker. How are you seeing it? Yeah, Josh, it's shaping up to be a pretty strong race this year, isn't it? Um, and, you know, when I was looking at the form earlier in the week, I thought, gee, I want to find something to beat this Storm boy. But when I go back and have a look at the figures out of the two races last week, they were solid without sort of getting carried away with, um, you know, Arabian Summer and Spywire. So, look, it's left me back to, to Storm boy. He ran good time in, in Brisbane. He's had the run up there now. Um, he's going to be able to get across, get a decent run on speed, either try to lead them up or or take a sit off one or two. And, yeah, I think he's clearly clearly the one they've all got to beat. He's $2.30 at the moment. I think he'll probably start around that. He might start two twenty, two ten. But, uh, look, a deserving favourite, and clearly, clearly the horse they've all got to beat there tomorrow in the Magic Means two-year-old classic on the coast. Uh, anything else uh, before we come back to New South Wales uh, up in Queensland that's caught your eye tomorrow? Look, King of Sparta is going to be awfully hard to beat up there in the sprint race. Um, he just wants that track to dry, so he just wants any showers up there to miss. Um, but, look, he sets up beautifully for that race. He's he, no spoil at the price. They found him with J-Mac aboard, as the bookies always do, with a J-Mac tax. But 
Um, look, he, he, he's going to get a lovely run midfield. He's got that sharp turn of speed, as we know, and he's been competitive and um, you know right there in, in much better races in the past. So he's got to be uh, he's got to be probably the best up there at the Gold Coast tomorrow, providing you know there's not uh, too much more rain about. Brad, New South Wales Galloper Miracle Spin uh, heading to Flemington and has been backed really well. Yeah, he has, Josh. Yeah, look, this is a horse that uh, won impressively last time out. Beat Louisville by a couple of lengths and was running away from him at the finish. And, look, uh, a horse that's just progressing the right way. He does get back in his races. So I think a track like Flemington's going to help him sort of balance up, find his feet and use that 600 metres straight to really hit the line hard. So he's been well supported in early markets. I expect that to continue. And, uh, yeah, look, he's going to have that booming finish and the big track's going to suit him. And look out, he'll be hard to beat down there. We know the Sydney form. Always stacks up when you go down to Melbourne. The multi this weekend, Bradley, for the BSB. Saturday, Rose Hill, race five, number five, Bubba's Boy, top four. Saturday, Rose Hill, race eight, number eight, Kabling. And Saturday, Gold Coast, race eight, number four, Highness. It's paying $7 in the Tab app, Tab website, Bet's Friends Channel and beyond. Uh, which of those legs do you particularly fancy, Bradley? And, and what do you think of the multi? Yeah, look, I thought I think the multi uh, sums up nicely. Mm. Should be a, a decent one there. So, look, seven dollars fifty seems a fair price as well. Look, I've made it uh, Carbling sort of my best at Rose Hill there tomorrow. I just think he set up beautifully. It was six weeks between runs last time out there at uh, in Brisbane, and uh, I thought he ran well in what was a stronger race. That'll really top him off for this. His form in Sydney prior to that, and his ratings were clearly superior to what he meets there tomorrow. And He's just got to take that Renwick form to Rose Hill. That would be the only little question, but he must to get a good run. He gets in nice and light. And, um, yeah, I thought he was the best at around the $2.90 mark tomorrow at Carbling. Anything else at Rose Hill that's caught your eye tomorrow or you're uh, keeping a close eye on? Yeah, look, it's a tricky little program. Um, I thought Carbling was probably the standout, but, you know, horses like Naval College will go awfully close in the January Cup and, uh, there's a few other bits and bobs there, but he was the main one, to be honest. Um, so I'll stick with him at this stage, Carbling. Good on you, Bradley. Have a great weekend. We'll look forward to catching up next week. You too, guys. Have a great week. Sky Racing form expert, Brad Davidson. Uh, so Kabling, Brad's best at Rose Hill, race eight, number eight. And says King of Sparta, very hard to beat on the Gold Coast, race seven, number three. Uh, after the 8am uh, news, 8am Australian Eastern Daylight Time, we'll have Roger Rashid to pick apart the Australian Open draw and have a look at Roger's thoughts throughout Melbourne uh, in the next two weeks and also touch on a few of the results that have been happening in Adelaide and Hobart as well. Um, with those tournaments taking place in Adelaide today, the semi-finals, Daria Kasatkina against Jessica Pagula. Um, Kasatkina beat Laura Siegman in a walkover. Um, and Elena Rybakina was beaten by Al- Katarina Alexandrova. And Alexandrova will play Yelena Ostapenko in the semis today after Ostapenko beat Marta Kostyuk in the men's. Chris O'Connell's tournament is over in Adelaide. He lost his quarterfinal to number three seed Sebastian Corder, 6-4-6-4. Heading into the news, a a couple of quick texts which we've picked out here. Uh, It was around David Warner's uh, trip and and some astute memories here. Uh, Mick Cronin nearly missed a grand final with traffic from Cherangong. Got a lift to the ground on a past buyer's motorbike. I don't know that one. Was that on the back of the motorbike or he just flicked the, the guy and took his motorbike completely? Not a bad effort. Wow. Grand final. Yeah. Yep. How's, how's your stomach? I know. You know that sure. feeling of when you're late? Yep. But that's for a grand final. <laughs> uh, this too. Morning, guys. Hawks great. Peter Hudson got a helicopter to VFL Park back in the 1970s. Um, pretty solid stuff. And, and the Mick Cronin text from the Factor. No name to the Peter Hudson one. It is 8 a.m.
through New South Wales, 7am through Queensland. Coming up next, Roger Rashid, then Michael Maxworthy.